Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of HR in 15. We are excited, and I am your host, Eric Foodham, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige PEO. Today, we are joined by Lisa Marchitelli. Lisa is the Chief Administrative Officer at American Friends of Magan David Adom, a not-for-profit that uh, raises funds for emergency services, disaster relief, and blood donation services in Israel. We can think of AFMDA as the American version of our Red Cross. Okay, so it's a very special organization. Lisa has been with um, AFMDA for four years now. She is all in charge of HR administration and facility management over at AFMDA. So um, today we're going to talk about how AFMDA is pivoting from the impact of COVID-19 towards a new normal and how they support their staff through all changes. Okay, so we are really honored to uh, to have Lisa join the show today. Um, Welcome, Lisa, and how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. I'm I'm privileged to be asked to be part of this podcast. I'm, I'm thank you so much. You're so welcome, and we're so honored to have you here. For a little more perspective on who AFMDA is, um, they literally are Israel's national ambulance. They provide blood services. They are a disaster relief organization, and kind of Israel's representative to the inter- international Red Cross. So, really powerful organization, and I'm really looking forward to. Uh, hearing Lisa's uh, insights. Um, To get going here, let's talk about basically how COVID-19 has has hit home for AFMDA. Um, Lisa, I understand that um, you've you've had team members that have contracted the virus. Is that correct? Yes, that is. We've been very fortunate that only three of our staff of the 44 um, employees have been affected. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, those three have only had, you know, have not been hospitalized. So, in so so for our audience, how have those employees? I mean, have have has it been serious, very serious, maybe moderate? How? So we, yeah. So we've we've had um, a a minor case where it was more of uh, like a bronchitis. They explained it to be. We've had a much more serious case where. Um, they are were on steroids and inhalers, um, and then we've had another case where it was a very long period of time that they were sick for like six to eight weeks versus two to three. Wow. And wow. So how, what have you done with the rest of the employee base? I, I guess you've had constant communication with everyone? Yeah. So we try and keep it. We, we actually do uh, work event. We were previously doing weekly all hands-on Zoom calls. Um, keeping everybody abreast of the situations in each state because we do have offices in multiple states, two of which are in hot zones uh, for the majority of the virus. We just want to make sure that everybody is well-informed. We talk as teams daily, either through Zooms or through Microsoft Teams. Um, We are really just making sure that we are keeping the pulse on every employee and their families as we go through this process. That's great. And I should assume then that all employees at this point are working remote? Yes, we have been fully remote since mid-March across the country. No one will be returning to the office until sometime in 2021. Oh, wow. So how has, now I remember us talking that in some ways that's actually benefited AFMDA, correct? 
yes, we've we've seen a huge um, change in, you know, we've always found that regional offices kind of work in silos um, because you see each other every day. And now that we're not seeing each other every day, but we are now talking either through Zoom or through Teams, um, people are just becoming a lot more collaborative with each other and really work more more in a team environment um, than I've seen in previous years. And I really believe that is because we are working virtually from home and people are checking in with each other a little bit more often as well. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's actually a great thing, right? It does enhance uh, communication. What Shifting over to how has this affected like fundraising and how, you know, which is a big part of how your revenue, right? So how has that worked? So all of our revenue is fundraising, just so you're not aware of that. Um, And we have had to completely change the way we fundraise. Normally we would be in front of donors, you know, making presentations, putting, uh, you know, portfolios together for people um, and really just one-on-one conversations. And we can't do that anymore because of COVID. Um, Typically in each of our regions, we do a very large event once a year, which brings in quite a bit of money. Um, for each region, and we cannot do that either. Or we had to cancel our March event two weeks before it actually was supposed to take place in Florida because there was a shutdown. Um, we have now shifted everything to virtual. We are doing virtual uh, events. We are doing, um, last month we had a famous chef, Israeli chef on doing a Zoom. Um, we've had famous authors, singers, songwriters, um, musicians, all famous people that are willing to donate their time to us to put together either a podcast, a WebEx to our donors, and we're opening everything up to the nation versus just the regions. So it really has changed our focus in the way that we think of how we're going to present, you know, our services to people for donations. So there has been a a change or maybe a discussion on how you know, 2020 financial goals will be met maybe into 2021. So this is affecting how we how we move forward, though, in terms of donations. Yeah, right? typically our, our biggest push uh, for donations is the last quarter of every year because most people want to get a donation in for the tax write-off. Right. So our real push is oh, typically the end of the year anyway. So we've really had to refocus how we're going to, um, you know, push for this last quarter this year, which is going to be very different than anything we've ever seen. Yeah, no. This this is uh, this is uh, this is go time. How have how have uh, employees in Israel been affected? Like what? So we uh, what's... currently have four employees uh, under the AFMDA uh, umbrella working in Israel. They live and work in Israel. Um, they have been very fortunate that none of them or their families have contracted the disease, and they are currently in their second wave, Israel. Um, they started before us, they ended their first wave early, you know, in some senses, we believe that they opened too quickly and now they're having a a second wave that is worse than the first. Um, they are currently in a three week lockdown to try and control the virus in the country, um, by, by making people quarantine, by basically having curfews, only essential workers can go to work. Kind of like what we had in the very beginning, they're doing that all over again. Wow. So, so they're, they're literally in lockdown, huh? So, so, but yet they're healthy, correct? 
Yes. So um, MADA, as we call it in Israel, MDA in Israel, um, basically is doing all of the testing for the country. And they are going to people's homes all over the country. They are going, they have um, test centers set up, um, you know, and just helping wherever they can. You know, it's, it's really um, inspiring because there was, there was recent news that MADA conducted over 1 million coronavirus tests, right? Since yeah. the pandemic has begun, which, you know, I think is, if, if, we, if you equate that to what we do here in the United States, that's like, you know, almost the whole country, you know, of, of or at least most of the country getting tested. And so the fact that, you know, um, you've been able to do that um, in such a short period of time, you know, has got to help, right? It's got to help the, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So right now though, there's, so, so right now there are employees in um, Israel are locked down, but, and they're working basically from home, right? And they're able to do all types of services, whatever their, their job roles are in Israel from home, right? The only person that is actually leaving their home is our head engineer, um, who is in the process of building our um, National Blood Services Center. So construction started in October of 2019, I believe, and it will be hopefully completed by October of 2021. So massive construction is still continuing. So he is on the job site every day. Wow. So he's uh, kind of, I guess, essential. It has to be out he there, is, right? Yes, he is considered an essential employee. Yeah. And how, how would you say the mental stress of all employees are, whether they're over over in Israel or here? How, how because their missions, your mission is so powerful, I would um, suspect that, you know, this has taken a toll on people, right? Yeah. So, you know, as, as being part of the HR team is, we know everything that goes on in people's personal lives. Who just got married, who has a child, who just bought a house who's a single parent, who has young children at home. Um, so it's really affected the staff overall uh, in a very different way than we've ever anticipated. Um, so we have really tried to accommodate and adjust schedules to people's personal lives that they're working from home. Um, you know, I check in with everybody at least once a month, um, either on the phone or on a Zoom, preferably face-to-face -face on the Zoom, because you, it's nice to see people, and especially for those people that live by themselves, um, they don't get out and they can't really see other people. So it's kind of a, a bit of socialization without being physically near each other. Right. Um, so that has definitely helped out tremendously. As for the staff in Israel, um, you know, we talk quite a bit, even though there's a time change, we try and accommodate each other with uh, the time difference and um, just really, you know, listening to them about the stress that they're under, whether it be personal, whether it be job related, um, or, you know, or they're, they're, their pet passed away during this time, which, you know, is just such a little thing to someone who doesn't have a pet or doesn't quite understand. Just listening to people, I feel, has made a huge difference and impact on the staff because they are just so stressed during this time of the, it's, everything is so unknown. We don't know when we're going back. We don't know when there's going to be a vaccine. We don't know when, you know, life is going to get back to a new normal, as we call it, going forward. Um, so I think by really reaching out and listening and talking to your staff is so essential during this time to just do check-ins. That's all really people need is just somebody to know that they're thinking about them and care about them other than business. So, so, so powerful. And, um, you know, it's during this time where we, we, we all need to have compassion for, you know, things that are going on with our employees in the workplace. And uh, you certainly, um, you know, lead that charge. So, uh, 
I guess, I guess I, I'm thanking you because, you know, it's, it's great. It's, it's really great to hear. I understand there's a real, the virtual annual gala for AFMDA is coming up soon. Is that correct? Yes, this will be our first ever nationwide virtual gala um, that will be hosted by Jason Alexander and Howie Mandel. Wow. Instead of our normal um, galas that are fit at physical locations, we will be combining all of the regions this year into one national gala on Sunday, November 8th at 7.30. We invite you all to come. Um, it will be a, an hour of uh, comedians, musicians, uh, Israeli singers, there's a famous cantor. It's going to be a great event, and I hope you can join us. Yeah, and, and if for those of you who are interested, um, you can um, log on directly to afmda.org. Um, and you'll be able to find the, the virtual gala page uh, and you can register right there. It's uh, really exciting. And any other donations that you might want to contribute, please feel free to do on their, on their website. Lisa, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. I think you've, you've been amazing. And, um, you know, I, I hope that your passion for staff and your organization is really appreciated by our listeners because the work that, that your organization is doing is just like, like I've said before, it's so powerful and it's, it's so important and it's so good to see some, some, some of the good things that are coming out of, you know, such a really, like, as you said, a confusing and unknowledgeable time at this point. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Did you have, did you have fun? Oh, I had a great time. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And I look forward to maybe having you back again when in the new year, when we hear some of the other great things that, that, that AFMDA is, is, is coming through with. Okay. I would love to do it again. Thank you, you so much. Of course, of course. And I just want to thank our listeners for joining us as well. You can always tune into more episodes of HR and 15 to hear expert advice um, on anything HR and anything that you want. Check us out on your favorite podcast app or at hr15.com. Until next time, thank you so much. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.